Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Wednesday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email Tucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Wednesday, you crazy green room people are going nuts out there. I hate that. Speaker on the bottom of the iPad, I know they changed the design, but it's on the very bottom, so it's like if it's sitting down, they're all muffled. Oh, I think that sounds good. Crystal clear. We are actually live. Imagine that, folks. Keeping it real on Wednesday, Wednesday. We'll check in and do once in a while make sure we're still here. I mean, we're here, but make sure you're still there. <laughs> and last break. Okay. Yeah, it's morning of sound effects. First of all, we are so sorry to say Cannabis Kid is not here. I know. Lane. Um, he's out without selling, uh, what, what should we say selling today? Zebras. Cannabis Kid is selling zebras today. So if anyone's in the market, did you know a zebra skin, if you shave it off, it still stripes? Or is that a tiger? No, that's a tiger. I don't know if it's both. It's both. <sighs> oh my gosh, you guys are too funny. Alright, well welcome to We Say Wednesday, folks. It's going to be a good morning. Let's just take off the little penny runners, as we call them here, Get cozy. We're going to have some, uh, yeah, the goat pastors. We're going to have, oh, and let's make sure we're even, I'm pretty sure we're, yeah, we're live. Um, let's make, yeah, we're going to have some granddaddy purple. Maybe that'll just reel us back in here because uh, it's been, uh, you know, almost October for the bestie. Can you believe it? I can't even believe it. It's September 26th, which means next week's October, huh? Holy smoke. You know what that means. You know what that means. So, well, first of all, first of all, um, yeah, I can never get to my real sound effects on time. But yes, Christmas is coming. They've already started decorating. I know. Where the hell is Halloween? <laughs> and isn't it? Uh, yeah, you guys are. Like, we just had. We were having a uh, fall. It's fall now. <laughs> yeah, you can laugh at that again. It is fall. We, well, actually, this morning was kind of rough. There's a hawk picking apart breakfast in the trees. We were watching the National Geographic up in the live, <laughs> up in the tree. So, yeah. Anyway, welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday. 
going to be a good morning. We've got a fun show um, because we're getting ready to all vote. Y'all know that. Getting ready to do some voting. So we've got a little blip here. We've got my readers. Uh, we've got a little blip on, uh, what's this say here? Let's see. Other than um, U.S. territory makes makes uh, history legalizing uh, recreational marijuana. Yeah, golf clap for that. But that's not the one. The election 2018, that's where we want to go. First, though, first where we're going to go is say thank you to Tumbleweed Health Center. Woo-hoo! Almost coming on seven years. Holy Toledo. We said, we, we were counting days. And then it was like weeks. We were at week seven. You know, so and then, then it was month seven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cannabis industry is a really anxiety-creating area. <laughs> yeah, silver sisters. It's slightly hairy, and it is. <laughs> Um, hey, we got somebody on the line here. Welcome to the show. Golf clapping for you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Cannabis Kid. How are you? Great, Belstar. How are you doing? I'm good. What you up to? I am heading to a photo shoot for one of my houses this morning. Wow. We, we told everybody you were selling zebras, so don't forget to bring the zebra to the open house. You're what? I'm, I'm selling what? Zebras. Zebras? Yes. yes it's an oh, animal. Nice. Yeah, no. uh-huh. yeah. They're the latest pet yeah. here in the, in the Southwest. It's a um, support animal. <laughs> They're emotional support. A zebra support, support animal? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. I They're wonder trained. how they would be at Uh-huh. Uh, Silver Sister says they yeah, that's here in Tucson. Silver Sister says they're not very nice, but we're gonna we're gonna think that they are. We're just gonna go. Good morning, with Silver Sister. Good morning. So we were um, getting <clears throat> getting ready to discuss uh, the elections coming up, and we have a whole really cool article about a look at state marijuana ballot initiatives and where candidates are standing on marijuana. Yep, golf clap. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Good to know. So, we have to start finding that out from some of these constituents. Uh, yes, from some of these candidates that we've got. His says here, you can educate yourself on marijuana ballot initiatives and where candidates stand on marijuana, which is super, super important for those who are fighting for our beautiful plant. And we've got elections coming up, so it's super important to know where they stand on everything anyway. But uh, for us, you know, very, very, not, I wouldn't say most importantly, but very importantly, is our the cannabis candidate. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> hoping that, uh, I, I think that it's going to just, you know, there are, more, there are way more states that aren't. We've gotten to the point now where when we first started, there were a few states that were in on this. <laughs> At two. Um, and now there's what nine? So there's there you know there's oh there's a, a huge shift, and I don't think we can go backwards anymore on the cannabis train. I don't think it's going to back up anymore. I think it's just going to keep chewing away. What do you think, cannabis kid? Well, I think it's good to know who and where everybody stands on this because you know this is such an important time right now for cannabis. Uh, I mean, we have been talking about how long it's going to take for it to be legalized, and 
you know, that's definitely something to think about. But at least so we can get the ball moving, it's getting these right players in there so we can get the ball moving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, actually, so what we were doing. Was that, your, was that what you had asked? Yeah. What we were doing, actually, when you called in, or when I noticed that there was a little question mark by the um, the little symbol there, was we were giving a shout out to Tumbleweed Health Center, who's going to turn seven. Right. In a month and a couple weeks, huh? Month and a half, maybe. Holy Toledo. We're having a little shindig down at Tumbleweed Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. Come down and get certified because it's super important. If you're using cannabis, and we know um, that a lot of you folks out there are, and we really think that's awesome. But what's even really more awesome is the fact that you can get a cannabis card here in Arizona and uh, get some protections for yourself. You know, there are some things that are being questioned right now, but um, it's better to have the card than not because you don't want to get pulled over and have that, you know, anything in your car, uh, especially uh, concentration edibles right now. You do not want that in your car. Um, so it's better to have the card. And if you have any of these conditions, PTSD, Cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's, a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition, or the treatment for a chronic or debilitating or medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. So if you have... One of those. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Wow. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Uh, THC Tucson for all you emailers out there. And you can get on. We we, uh, we blog here. And you can do Facebook. I'm getting a lot of questions on Facebook these days. And give me some time because I don't know how to find out how to respond to them. I hit a button. <laughs> you know, cannabis kid. <laughs> I'm not the best at this whole Facebook thing. So when we get messages, just bear with us. But just as a quick side note, we get these uh, at Tumbleweed Health Center. We get, you know, little magazines about, um, you know, from wholesalers and stuff. And there's a, a vape magazine. Um, and on every page, just about, if, if not every page, is a huge, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a quarter page that says, warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And this is all about those uh, vaping um, oils that are just, yeah, the e-juices and the crap that's just so poorly made and it's just full of really bad things. You know, so a lot of the ones that you're seeing from China, um, really cheaply made um, uh, nicotine ones and the juice, just really poorly made artificial flavors, um, and it's kind of like just really bad junk food. I mean, probably even worse because yeah. you're breathing it into your lungs. 
So yep. really, heavy metals, lots of yep. heavy metals they're using to create some of these flavors. And, um, and sometimes the nicotine isn't quality nicotine. Because when you think of nicotine, it actually is a pharmaceutical pr- product. Um, it, it can be uh, made poorly. Um, there's different levels of how good it can be. This is just like you get um, really inexpensively made pharmaceuticals. You know, uh, Xanax has a knockoff brand. You know, all of these things. So when you're buying these nicotine products, make sure you're getting quality because what is the point? What are you? What is your goal for using these products? Is it to get off the cigarettes? Um. So just know what you're getting so you're not breathing in harmful chemicals in your body. Well, exactly. And that's why a lot of people are moving to the all-natural organic kinds of products. You still have to watch out for all-natural or natural ingredients. Um, they're still putting things in that are not good for your body to ingest. And some people even say that the that the uh, herbs and stuff that, that are in these, these uh, pens aren't really supposed to be inhaled. Um, there's all sorts of opinions right now. And uh, we, we've been actually looking at different products, uh, the CBD products and stuff, and everything's labeled so differently now. So I'm very excited for the day when it all has to be labeled the same, and the ingredients is just going to be, what the hell is in this? And it's not going to be 50 different words to describe the same thing. Um, if you're using CBD, and it's, uh, we're not talking industrial CBD because we've learned, um, I should find that article, uh, we've learned that yeah. that is not what we're uh, we're not ingesting industrial CBD. Um, we're we're using CBD from the cannabis plant, um, the the part of the plant that's so high in CBD and so little in THC that um, we're using that. We're not just you know taking CBD from the industrial plants because they say that the, the industrial plants don't contain enough uh, to even they even, you know, take these down. They harvest them a little bit early. And so we'll see. There was a, an article uh, that uh, Silver Sister and I were checking out uh, just about that very thing. So we'll find it. We'll find the article. We'll, we'll read about it. But, um, yep, it's good to know uh, your candidates. Oh, where is this one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says... No, CBD oil is not made from industrial hemp, and stop saying that. <laughs> um, read a little bit of this. It says, one of the biggest misconceptions in the media, and even within the cannabis community uh, and industry, is that CBD oil is produced from industrial hemp. Numerous articles published by mainstream media that discuss CBD oil claim that it is produced from industrial hemp. Most even go so far as to make a point of saying that industrial hemp and marijuana are two completely different plants. And many websites that sell CBD still claim that their products are made from industrial hemp extract. Even some industry publications make the same mistake. While it may be true that industrial hemp and marijuana are indeed completely different plants, it is certainly not true that CBD is made from industrial hemp, nor is it true that the plants from which CBD is extracted are completely different from marijuana. A closer look at industrial hemp. Industrial hemp has probably been a stable crop of the human race since before recorded history. 
the late mastermind Carl Sagan, hypothesized that because it was so valuable to the human race, cannabis was likely the very first plant to be domesticated and cultivated by man. There is historic evidence of the use of cannabis in medicine going back thousands of years. Cannabis was made illegal in America in 1937. Eventually, most of the civilized world followed suit. Today, however, countries in Europe and Asia have continued to cultivate their industrial hemp, with uh, which we are familiar. Not one state-licensed cannabis producer in the U.S. grows industrial hemp. The two types of industrial hemp. There are two types of industrial hemp. There's the type grown to produce fiber for textiles and industry, and there's the type used to produce hemp seeds for food. Both of these plants are uh, sowed in vast fields with as many as 30 plants to a square meter. They grow tall and thin, anywhere from 6 to 15 feet in height. The hemp strains, which are prepared for fiber, grow tall very quickly to produce the strongest fibers. The plant is often harvested well before it matures. The biomass of this harvest is so low in cannabinoids and terpenes that it would be economically prohibitive to produce a high-quality extract that is rich in cannabinoids. The hemp that is preferred for seed also grows tall and fast in order to produce seeds, both male and female plants are grown. Because they are grown in such proximity, the only flowers to speak of are found at the very top of the plant. Once these flowers are fertilized, they effectively stop producing cannabinoids and terpenes in any abundance and put their energy into producing seeds. As with the type of hemp used to produce fibers, it would be economically infeasible to produce a high-quality extract from this plant as well. A closer look at cannabinoid-rich hemp. Not only is the hemp used to produce CBD oil not to be considered industrial hemp, but is also not even descended from industrial hemp. The strains used to produce CBD oil today did not even exist before the mid-1990s. Interestingly, it would be quite challenging to find a single article from the mid-90s when the mainstream media picked up the CBD story that claims that cannabidiol is pr produced from hemp. The vast majority of the headlines back then trumpeted CBD as the medicinal compound in marijuana that doesn't get you high. So where does CBD oil come from if it's not extracted from industrial hemp? CBD oil produced in the U.S. is typically produced from cannabis strains known as CBD-rich hemp or PCR hemp, phytocannabinoid-rich hemp. Not only are these strains, yeah. Oh, wait, what was that? Not only are these strains nothing like industrial hemp, but they are also not even a modified breed of industrial hemp. PCR, phytocannabinoid-rich hemp, strains are, in fact, strains of marijuana which have had the THC bred out of them. They look like marijuana, they smell like marijuana, and they are grown using the same methods as marijuana. Whereas industrial hemp is grown closely packed, PCR hemp is grown in plots and pots like marijuana. Rather than growing tall and spindly, PCR hemp grows shorter and bushier, although they can be rather massive. Rather than producing a large flower cluster at the top, PCR hemp strains produce abundant resinous buds much like marijuana. Obviously, these plants are not harvested before they reach maturity. Not only, uh, not only are male plants not required, but they are also not even grown. If male plants show up, they are cold as soon as they show their sex. More often than not, uh, PCR hemp is grown from feminized seeds or from clones from a female plant. And because they produce abundant cannabinoids and terpenes, PCR hemp strains smell just like marijuana. As a matter of fact, 
The only thing that these two crops have in common is the fact that they are both of the plant known as cannabisae and that neither of them would cause a fly to become high. So why the misunderstanding? And then Out there's the a chart the about... What? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We've got some, some uh, dumb drivers in the morning there, folks. We can't oh, help it. Can't. They're everywhere. They're busting into the show. So here's a little... Standing in the middle of the road. Oh, that buddy needs help. We need to get some help. Um, there's a really cool chart we can take a look at. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Like what up, I got some good pot I'm just telling myself, got some herb from the pot shop Ice in the fridge, it used to be frosty My friend's like, damn, that's a stoned ass donkey Rolling in hella hot, looking like it's pizza time Dominating all my friends as I eat some chili fries Draped in the smuggy with my girl sitting next to me Probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of iced tea But shit, it was 99 cents I'll be blazing and smoking it About to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those Cracker Jacks Reese's Pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop Cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys Yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa Can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's And then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcano I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers 
Christmas? They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy. I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits and they don't want you to stop because of all the special interest. I call that getting swindled and pimp shit. I call that getting tricked by the government. That law's hella old. So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs. It's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed. The people have agreed. These special interest groups have kept these laws with bribery. I'm gonna spend some weed. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a black shop. This is fucking ghost hosting my show again. Yeah, we're good. Now you can hear me. All right. Ghost hosting my own show. All right. Gotta love it. Gotta love the program you've used for our six plus years. They tell you to use it at the program. Well, at any rate, we were discussing the fact that uh, CBD is um, not made from industrial hemp. And I don't know where we ever even got that. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know, you know, they were wondering, we were talking about the, the misconceptions and, and why. Um, why it says, why the misunderstanding? Because there, it says, so it could be things from political factors to the media or just maybe what we read or misread back then. In order to make this easy on politicians, the stakeholders in this game refer to industrial hemp and point to its 25,000 uses. It's true. It has uses in textiles, construction, biofuel, plastics, food, and much, much more. If proponents called hemp, quote, a strain of marijuana with no THC, quote, then we'd be nowhere as close as we are now to having hemp production legalized in the U.S. It's the old bait and switch. Not that it's totally dishonest. The definition written into most hemp-related legislation and regulations is that Hemp includes any cannabis strains which produce THC levels below 0.3%. And by that definition, PCR hemp is, well, hemp. Using the term industrial hemp gives the media a way to make the picture as clear as possible to the average reader. Although it's not the right picture, it's the right concept. Same plant, no buzz. Unless they are experts in the topics they cover, reporters have only so much time available to research each topic. They hear industrial hemp, the plant with 25,000 uses, and they run with it. It's a good positive headline. A headline such as, the hemp use in CBD is just marijuana without the high, although interesting to some, like you and me, it's not positive in most people's minds. In fact, it's a letdown. Many people who consume CBD oil and CBD-infused products are concerned about a number of things. What if it gets me high? What if it makes me fill a drug test? What if I get arrested? Those are all the questions we get from the CBD first-time users, even long-time CBD users. Telling a consumer that your CBD oil comes from a strain of THC-free marijuana or cannabinoid-rich hemp just confuses matters. 
who could scare them enough to go looking for the industrial hemp kind of CBD <laughs> on some other website. <laughs> let's, get, let's keep saying it's industrial hemp. I'm sorry, scratch that previous order to correct people, unless it's your boss. <laughs> In all actuality, it seems that to continue to perpetuate this misunderstanding would be in the best interest of both the industrial hemp industry and the CBD industry. For that matter, making hemp of all kinds legal is in the best interest of the United States public as well. PCR hemp provides us with valuable medicine. The legalization of industrial hemp will keep money here in the U.S. rather than sending it overseas for imported hemp products. Hemp is extremely healthy foods, is an extremely healthy food source. Hemp increases GDP and creates manufacturing jobs. Hemp might be used to produce uh, biofuel economically and 25,000 other things. So just keep this amongst ourselves, shall we? That's a pretty good article. So there you have it. Um, and we're going to get Doug Fine on here uh, someday soon and him have oh, Dougie Fresh talk to us about hemp and his adventures. He's been all over this planet lately. Um, doing everything, planting uh, crops, uh, digging crops up, making biofuels and cars. And he's been on um, Conan O'Brien multiple times. And he's got his little hemp hat on. And he's sitting there in his little, probably his hemp sweatshirt. <laughs> we love Dougie. All right. So let's see what time is it. We're still on air. It's 8.30. We had to bust the song in there because um, the program itself, <laughs> just quit and it said I couldn't call back back in so I said huh, forget that I am going to call back in that's right Woo! and here we are all right so now let's get to um, election 2018 a look at state marijuana ballot initiatives and where candidates stand on marijuana very 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 important to know because I know you all got your little um candidate guides in the mail. Did you get your silver sister, your gray, your gray packet that tells you all the initiatives and all the candidates and everything? Oh, I got mine. I'm getting ready to highlight that son of a... <laughs> and this will help us do that. Educated and for crying out loud, vote. Just vote. Just do it. Just vote. Come on. Seriously, do you know how long it took for women to even get rights to vote? People. If all the women voted for who they wanted to vote for, that person would win every single time because um, we outnumber the boys. <laughs> That's right. Oh, one more time. All right. I've been watching Ozark. <laughs> Can you tell? Oh, what a crazy show. Okay. Here you can educate yourself on marijuana ballot initiatives and where candidates stand on marijuana. The 2018 midterm elections are only 42 days away. And just like two years ago, cannabis legalization is going to be a lead issue. Four states will have the opportunity to legalize cannabis in some capacity through voter-approved ballot initiatives in the upcoming November 18th election. And we are hoping, we're still hoping those are good initiatives. With nationwide support for marijuana at a record high, we may be headed for another banner year for the marijuana legalization movement. Voting in favor of marijuana ballot initiatives and cannabis supporting candidates is perhaps the most effective method for supporting cannabis legalization efforts. Your elected local, state, and federal officials play a crucial role in determining whether cannabis laws change where you live. 
related ballot measures, as well as new information Senate, House, and candidate stand for uh, on marijuana. We will continually update this page with the latest election-related articles as they are published. So right now, I think our chat's still alive, so I'll set in there. And you guys can uh, the link, and I'm going to actually um, post this on our, uh, let's see, the other Tumbleweeds page. Let's just go and post it on our Tumbleweeds page right now so that everyone check out um, who's voting for what and we can see. Oh, there it is. I told you I'm not good at Facebook. We'll get there. I promise. It'll it'll load up here sometime. And maybe Cox is out in the area again because uh, things are running slow. Um, so who knows? One of the issues last time was, was Cox was digging up telephone poles and doing all sorts of stuff. So, okay. Um, post. All right, post that and share. Okay. Why does it just take so long? All right. Okay. So your vote is your your vote is your voice on marijuana policy. It's crucial. Educating yourself prior to November sixth will help you figure out which measures and candidates align with your personal views. Um, you've got decisions. You've got voting power here. People use it. If you don't know your rights, you don't have any. If you don't vote, you don't get them. So get out there. Which states will be voting in marijuana in 2018 after already strong year of progress for marijuana legalization? Voters in four states, Michigan, Missouri, North Dakota, and Utah, will get to decide on medical or recreational marijuana ballot initiatives in the upcoming election. Good for you guys. Again, I hope these initiatives are, are, are good ones. Make sure to take time to read them. Uh, they're your four states. I'm sure that... Uh, MPP, I'm sure normal, uh, both those sites will probably have information on initiatives, on the ballot initiatives that are coming up for those four states. So read them uh, and get educated because we were going to vote for one once until we read it and we were like, hell no. Yeah, it was awful. It was really, really, really awful. Everyone was still getting felonies and then they were making the state give away all their money to some uh, crazy corrupt other they're going to make their own police department and their own pot department and their own, I don't know what was going on. It, it was just, yeah, sketchy. Mm-hmm. While marijuana remains illegal under federal law, a large majority of U.S. US states have passed their own policies permitting its possession and use in some capacity. This year alone, Vermont and Oklahoma have already passed legislation measures, and New Jersey lawmakers are on track to approve recreational marijuana legislation before year's end. If polls are any indication, the U.S. is likely to have 12 states with legal recreational marijuana, as well as 32 states where marijuana can be used medically with a physician's recommendation by the end of 2018. 12 states. 12. That's awesome. Michigan, voters will consider Proposal 1, a ballot initiative to legalize possession and sale of recreational marijuana. Led by the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, the measure qualified for the ballot in May after more than 365,000 signatures were submitted to the State Elections Bureau. If the measure passes, adults age 21 and older will be able to legally possess and buy up to two and a half ounces of marijuana, as well as personally grow 12 plants and keep up to 10 ounces of marijuana at home. Okay, um, that's a good thing. Um, 
<laughs> but if you're allowed 12 plants, what the heck do you do um, with the other 12 ounces that you're going to get, at least, hopefully? Proposal one, okay, the measure calls for a 10% excise tax and a 6% sales tax. Legislation is expected to generate an estimated $100 million with 35% going to fund K-12 education, 35% to road construction, and 15% each to communities and counties where marijuana businesses are located. Why did you, we should just go back to riding horses. We tried the whole concrete thing in the car thing. It's not working. Let's go back. Can't help it. All right. Um, proposal one would also legalize the cultivation of hemp. The non-intoxicating uh, variety of cannabis that is grown and harvested for products like cannabidiol, CBD, hemp oil, supplements, textiles, food, paper, biofuel, green building materials, and bioplastics. Uh, with a simple majority needed, polls suggest that the measure has a strong chance of passing. In January, a survey commissioned by TV station w- WDIV in the Detroit 57 of vote. An updated survey conducted by the pair in September found um, support had remained steady at 56%. Read the full text of Proposal 1, also referred to as the Michigan Regulation and Taxation of Marijuana here. And that's awesome that they have that. I like it. M-A-R-I-H-U-A-N-A. Marijuana. So check that. It's on the blog. It's on um, Facebook now. And Missouri. Uh, Missouri voters will be presented with three different medical marijuana measures. Okay. Each would provide patients who have obtained a doctor's recommendation legal protection to obtain and use marijuana for medical purpose. All would also create regulated systems of marijuana production, processing, and distribution. The details of three measures, however, differ. Here is an overview of the three medical cannabis measures. From New Approach, Missouri, a constitutional amendment, Amendment to Medical Marijuana and Veteran Healthcare Services Initiative, specific conditions that qualify for cannabis while also permitting doctors to recommend the substance for any chronic or debilitating condition they see fit. Registered patients would also be allowed to personally cultivate up to six plants at home. The amendment would levy a 4% retail tax with excise revenue going to a fund to help cover veterans' health care costs. All right. Uh, The campaign Find the Cures is proposing a constitutional amendment, Amendment 3, Medical Marijuana and Biomedical Research and Drug Development Institute Initiative, that features a list of conditions it seems as qualifying for medical marijuana Although a research board would be able to add conditions, a 15% retail uh, sales tax plus a wholesale tax of $9.25 per ounce of flour and $2.75 per ounce of leaves would be imposed with revenue going to establish a state medical research institute. Personal cultivation would not be permitted. Okay, that part's not going to fly. From Missourians for Patient Care, a statute, the Missourians would rewrite state law to legalize medical marijuana in addition to outlining a list of specific conditions 
The statute would allow doctors to recommend cannabis for any condition. It would impose a low 2% resales tax with revenue going to help fund veterans services, drug treatment, early childhood education, and public safety. A poll conducted in August by TJP Strategies shows that 54, 54% of Missouri voters are in favor of medical marijuana. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. There are your three different initiatives, though, and they all sound very different. And the last one uh, sounded good, but I didn't hear anything about grow rights. So I think the, the first one will probably do, do much better. Um, all righty. North Dakota. In North Dakota, voters will decide on the ND legalization initiatives, North Dakota marijuana legalization, and automatic expungement initiatives which would remove marijuana from the controlled substances list and make it legal for adults 21 and older. North Dakota voters have showed they're ready for cannabis policy reform, legalizing medical marijuana by a margin of 64% to 36% in the 2016 election. State's medical marijuana program is expected to launch in the coming months. Our, our margin was like 1%, 2% maybe. Oh boy, they fought over that, but it was a bad initiative. So, uh, this year, they, North Dakota will decide on an initiative that would legalize all forms of marijuana and allow for personal growth. The initiative would also create an automatic expungement process for individuals with marijuana convictions. A poll commissioned by ND Legalization Initiative in June indicates the state is in for a close race. When asked whether they support the recreational uh, marijuana measure, 46% of surveyed voters said yes, while 39% said no, and 15% remain undecided. Ooh, because they're still closet smokers, and they don't want anyone to know yes or no what they're thinking. You can read the full text of that ballot initiative also in the link that we've put out there. All right, Utah. Utah voters will decide on Proposition 2, the Medical Cannabis Act. And I, oh, you know what? Applaud. I was just going to say, why isn't anyone calling this cannabis? Go Utah. The medical, the Utah Medical Cannabis Act, which would legalize non-smokable forms of medical cannabis over 10 qualifying conditions. That's not right. Anyway. Presented by the Utah Patients Coalition, the measure would allow qualified patients to purchase up to two ounces by weight of marijuana or a cannabis-infused product that contains no more than 10 grams of THC or CBD. Retail sales of medical marijuana would be exempt from sales tax. Only patients who live more than 100 miles away from a state-licensed dispensary would be permitted to grow up to six plants for personal medical use. 100 miles away. Despite being opposed by the Mormon Church, Proposition 2 appears likely to be approved. While a poll from September shows that support for medical marijuana has slipped slightly to 64% from 77%, In August of 2017, the measure continues to have enough support to pass comfortably. And you can read the full uh, text initiative right there in the link. So here we go. Well, that's promising. We'll see how that turns out. Interesting. I know Arizona tried. They didn't make it this time. Uh, They 
most likely just the lack of funding and for signatures. Um, where candidates stand on marijuana? Beginning this week, uh, beginning the week of September 24th, we will be looking at where Senate, U.S. House, and gubernatorial, I love that word, gubernatorial candidates stand on marijuana legalization. And you can check back to this site for updates and uh, the latest marijuana news. Okay. Um, okay, there you go. So that's it. That's what's happening right now. And I let's see. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Okay. So there you have it. We got some good legalization prospects coming up. But again, read the initiatives because if you don't, you you know you really need to know what's going on. Um, you can't just. They legally have the right to put, I think it's 200 words or 150 words in the summary of the initiative that you find on your ballot. So it could say things like, you're allowed to grow. And, you know, they summarize it, but they don't have to put the full initiative in there. I mean, they can't. They can't stick, you know, 21 pages for everybody to sit and read. The polls would be just backed up for forever. Um, but you have to do your due diligence and research that. Um, and find out who's doing what. All right, here we go. About driver's marijuana, uh, new crash forms in Arizona ask about driver's marijuana impairment. Interesting. Eight years after voters approved the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act, authorities still have no idea how or if the law has affected road safety. That knowledge gap soon may be filled now that the state's authorities have added extra checkboxes related to marijuana on state crash forms in response to questions from Phoenix New Times. Uh, starting November 2017, crash report forms filled out by police across the state now contain two new fields in the part of the form that lists the suspected condition influencing, quote, the driver, Next to traditional conditions like alcohol, illegal drugs, and medications are the new boxes. You can check marijuana and med marijuana card presented. Wow. And that goes on the police form. That goes on your permanent record. Um, they should have um, illegal drugs medication. <laughs> You should have to present a card for your oxys, for your Vicodin, for your Dilaudid, for your tall ones, mom. <laughs> you girls, the tall ones, pass the tall ones around. They didn't have licenses. They were driving all those kids all over the world and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. As New Times pointed out in 2015 to Alberto Gutierrez, head of the governor's office on highway safety, old crash forms didn't have a place for officers to note suspected marijuana impairment apart from illegal drugs. Hmm, interesting. That was a problem for two reasons. One, marijuana is the second most widely used mind-altering substance besides alcohol by far, so its impact on drivers should be studied more closely. And two, for more than 176,000 patients as of July with a valid medical marijuana card, marijuana is not an illegal drug under state law. At the time, under state law, at the time, Goodyear said he liked the idea and would present it to a panel of law enforcement officers. About two years later, the idea made its way into the new crash forms now used across the state since last fall. Hmm. I wonder if that. Uh, crash form is 
if the person involved in the accident is able to get a copy of that, they show that they presented their card. This is why we always say to to somebody, when you get, as soon as you get your card, take a picture of it. Get your little smartphone out or your stupid phone. It's what I have. (laughs) I have a stupid phone. Get your stupid phone out. Take a picture of it. Because at least if you don't have, if your wallet gets stolen or lost or you forget to bring that card with you anywhere you go and something happens and they, and they yell marijuana, <laughs> you can pull out your little pop card. It's not green anymore. It's white. But I love people say, well, I, I'm showing my green card. <laughs> uh, they might, that's a whole other situation you don't want to get into. Show them your weed card, not your green card, <laughs> and, get, and get done with it. Um, the new form allows the state to track marijuana and medical marijuana used by drivers for the first time, which could potentially result in better knowledge about how cannabis in the state program affects the motoring public. <laughs> motoring public. The 2017 crash facts summary report published by the Arizona Department of Transportation on July 31st, and which relies on the state crash forms for data, lists a few numbers for marijuana in the category of physical condition for drivers, pedestrians, and motorcycle operators. Oddly, the report lists one fatality and two property damage only collisions in which the driver was suspected to be under the influence of marijuana plus one motorcycle fatality. Officials said the numbers are incomplete because the only capture a month's worth of data or so and should not be relied upon. But that will change starting in 2019 as more officers use the forms, check the boxes, and submit the data to the state for next year's ADOT crash facts report. We are trying to track every possible condition of drivers and crashes. Uh, with marijuana by next year, you'll have some numbers. The overall issue has become a burning question for the public in this modern era of state legal cannabis consumption. Has cannabis use by motorists led to more crashes in recent years? Studies on the subject have produced conflicting information. For instance, NIDA, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, states on its website, quote, marijuana significantly impairs judgment, motor coordination, and reaction time, and studies have found a direct relationship between blood THC concentration and impaired driving ability, quote. That's true for some people. Some people become very impaired when they use cannabis and they should sit on their couch at home or at their friend's house and have some dinner or lunch or maybe a nice sandwich. Um, <clears throat> while that may be true, a deep dive into the numbers by the American Journal of Public Health in 2017 concluded, three years after recreational marijuana legalization, changes in motor vehicle crash fatality rates for Washington and Colorado were not statistically different from those in similar states without recreational marijuana legalization. A survey of serious and fatal crashes by New Times in 2013 showed that by itself, marijuana may not be a big factor in collisions. Only three suspected impaired drivers in serious crashes investigated by the Arizona Department of Public Safety that year were tested positive for marijuana alone. By contrast, seven of the 335 tested negative for all drugs. Interesting. Over the next few years, data collected by officers at the scene should help the public learn how many collisions involve suspected marijuana impairment, how many involve medical marijuana cardholders, and whether those numbers are going up or down over time. A survey of serious and fatal crashes by New Times in 2013 showed that by itself, marijuana may not be a big factor in collisions. 
Only three of 335 suspected impaired drivers in serious crashes investigated by the Department of Public Safety that year were tested positive for marijuana alone. Um, And they repeated themselves over the next few years. Data collected by the officers will help us learn about marijuana and motorized vehicles. All right. Well, yep, that's interesting. And, you know, it's just data collecting. So it's really not a big deal because they're they're collecting, you know, in their illegal drugs and their alcohol and their medication section. And now they just have another one for marijuana. So that's fine. They can collect their data. And so far it's showing that only three had just THC only. And who even knows if they were, uh, if they had even used that day that they were in the crash. Because THC can remain in your system for a year. I mean, it, it, it probably wouldn't be in large quantities at that time, but within a 30-day within a period, if someone's a heavy user, um, then sure, that could totally still be in their system. So something to consider, folks, when you're driving. And definitely don't drive with your concentrates these days because all that hoo-ha is still going on and it's still illegal. So um, if you want to get certified, come on down to Tumbleweeds Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. And folks, we're so much more than just a a certification mill. It's not just come in, sit down, get out. We have a 1,500 square foot remodeled home for you to come in and enjoy. We've got movies, educational movies in both rooms. We've got stuff for kids. You can bring your kids in, bring your families in, bring your grandma, bring your dog, bring your tortoise. We've got a backyard that could use some mowing from the tortoise back there. (laughs) So come on down and check it out. We've got handmade accessories. Um, local accessories, not just cheap Chinese crap. It's going to break as soon as you get home. We've got vaporizers. We've got lots of CBD products. So come on down. If you have, uh, But if you want to get your medical marijuana card and you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's, a chronic or a debilitating disease or a medical condition or the treatment for a chronic or debilitating condition that causes Wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. And we want to give a shout-out to the Grower's House. Uh, Go to growershouse.com for all your growing needs, strawberries. Um, I was talking to my neighbor today. She's getting ready to plant some lettuce and... What else did she say? Oh, I forget. Because we were talking about how black-eyed peas grow really well out here in Arizona. Uh, also, get online. Uh, if you're just sitting around when you're done listening to this show, you can check out Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. Profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, 
national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Right on. We are going to Pride in the Desert. Tucson Gay Pride 2018. This year's annual Pride Festival is for September 29th, uh, 2018 at Free Park. After celebrating the milestone years last September, we are excited to announce our theme for 2018 is Some Pride, New Beginnings. A theme that truly embodies a fresh new direction of our our community and the power of unity in fueling positive change. What time does it start? 11? 12? We'll find out. It's, um, yeah, I know we have to be set up by 10, so it probably starts at 10. Yeah, 10 or 11. Just get down there. Get get down there so you can park and, um, and get a good, you know, are there places? Yeah, you can sit out there. You can bring your little camp chairs out, and uh, there's going to be some entertainment. Yeah, there's a huge stage out there. It's really, Reed Park's lovely. It's a lovely, lovely. Start to 12? Well, there you go. Get out there at noon. And that's it for us today, folks. Thank you for hanging with us during all these stupid technical problems. We will get this straightened out, or we'll get your money back. <laughs> that's funny. You don't pay for anything. All right, guys, get out there. Get your little gray magazines out. Read about your candidates. I'm not sure what happened. We learned about the states. We're going to get more on candidates next week and in, in the coming six weeks before the election. So, and all you candidates out there, you better study up on your cannabis. That's right. You better study up, brothers and sisters, because you're going to be asked the hard questions. In fact, we might just go around as we say Wednesday and find you out there and ask you the hard questions and then air them later. Oh, yeah, we're known to do stuff like that. I think that's a great idea. We're going to come sneak up on you on some Tuesday and call it Tuesday, Wednesday. So get ready, guys. We're coming for you. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Let's smoke some weed, people. Good for what ails you.